Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. the radio vet with dr kelly um so in my intro i said success and failure and weeks uh do you guys measure things like that or is it more like you know well that one's getting better that one's getting a little worse <laughs> um do we measure it like keep a tally somewhere yeah on the wall? <laughs> yeah well yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, not in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, no, we don't. But we do share and talk about our cases together. Okay. And, uh, you know, this, the staff is generally informed whether, you know, they just kind of know what's going on. Sure, sure. So, well, how, how many, uh, like, uh, texts do you have? There are, like, people who uh, are just in for, like, five hours, like, you know, ten hours a week. Do you have, like, you know... Um, oh, any part-time texts? Yeah, part-time texts and stuff like that. Um, we have one gal who uh, floats between uh, being in charge of the kennel and is also a tech. Okay. Um, so she would be the only one who's like part-time technician. Okay. Otherwise, we have, um, let's see, one, two, three, uh, four full-time. Nice. Now, yeah. do the techs, do they, how much school, I mean, are they just people who, uh, you know, the the, uh, uh, <laughs> the lowest level is they love animals. Do they need uh, any schooling for that or can they just come in and... So, certified veterinary technicians uh, went through a two-year schooling program and okay. then a, um, had to take their uh, exam. Like a certification thing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, but then we have, where I work, we currently have... Well, we do have one certified tech who works part-time on Fridays. She works full-time at um, another clinic. Okay. Um, she's been helping. <laughs> Conflict of interest. I know. I know. <laughs> she's, been, she's been helping us out for over 10 years now, wow. ever since one of our um, full-time techs unexpectedly passed away a oh, long geez. time ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so she just keeps coming because she likes working okay. with us. <laughs> yeah, great. No, that's all right. Um, so she is uh, our one certified, actual certified veterinary technician. Okay. The rest who we have right now are extremely experienced and extremely good, but they They're learned, extremely uncertified. They learned it all on the job and they are veterinary assistants. Veterinary assistants, very yes. good. Okay, okay. So, and that you can just come off the street and be like... I like dogs, I like cats. Yeah, and although it, it'll take a good six months to learn the job and you know be able to reliably 
hit a vein when you want to to draw blood or oh, oh so or, the assistants um, are actually kind of intubate a cat that's extremely difficult wow um, I, or, I couldn't <laughs> you know do um you know do all the vaccine administration and medications and you know vaccines and help out in wow. surgery oh boy um, so the veterinary assistants really are they get to do everything you're in there yeah you're they get to do down everything. and dirty yeah. All right. Well, yes. Uh, let's um, let's not intubate a cat. Yeah, it, that's <laughs> a pretty. Show. It's actually very difficult. It sounds horrible. <laughs> it sounds absolutely horrible. It'd be like trying to paint a cat's nails. Why would you do such a thing? <laughs> but uh, obviously, it has to be done. Yes. So uh, regularly. <laughs> oh dear. So, um, uh, yeah. hey, what's going on over there? What, so, what do we see this week? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, I have a lovely um, couple of clients who have a young Portuguese water dog. Oh, sure. Um, and uh, he is now, I believe, three, and he's a very pleasant dog. And so about a year ago, they got another one from the same breeder. And he's a completely different story. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, They're like snowflakes. So, <laughs> no two are the same. Yeah, so the 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 new one, the young one, he's well, just over a year now, so he's, you know, close to being an adult. Sure. His, you know, brain is still maturing for a little bit longer. He's mm-hmm. probably done growing. Uh, but he is their ADD kind of child. Oh completely different than the other one who's, you know, really grown up and matured into a very pleasant yeah. young adult dog. And I just, I feel badly because I can see that the younger one has inherited a tremendous amount of the working instincts of the Portuguese water dog. Okay. And he's living as a pet, which means (laughs) he's frustrated. Yeah. He's frustrated. Don't don't you want me to carry those boxes up the stairs for you? (laughs) Yeah. So if, if the clients were, um, uh, we're interested in like taking him through agility classes and going and doing that on a regular basis. Sure. Not, uh, you know, he would probably be a much happier dog and mm-hmm. a lot less frustrating to live with. Right, right. Uh, but you know, they're retired, they're older, they're not interested. Um, yeah, and yeah. so they came to me a week ago, you know, just to make sure a he doesn't have any medical problems <laughs> right. that are related to all this crazy behavior. We did, you know, we did, you know, the, some basic labs, including sure. a thyroid hormone level which sometimes is implicated in behavior yeah. problems but of course everything came back normal just like we assumed it would the and, second uh, question was can you lobotomize him well yeah and so they are you know working directly with trainers yeah. um they are learning you know what to do when he does this what to do when he does that but i specifically ask them do you want to keep him because mm-hmm. He's living as a pet and he's frustrated and honestly he would do better in a different situation. Right, right. And yeah, Absolutely. they're they're dead set on keeping him. So <laughs> Oh boy, that's interesting. You he know, he stays a pet. <laughs> he's a big those are big dogs, right? Those guys are uh, pretty, Yeah, I mean they're big. not huge, but yeah. they're um they're large breeds. They're over fifty pounds. Yeah, that's yeah, that's large. I mean, it's um I heard a story this morning about a woman in port who uh had a little uh, mix-up with her very large dog. And, um, you know, and I was like, you know, there's a reason if you're over 60, you get a poodle. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because this, this was like, this was a big, big 
big dog, like, you know, Cujo type stuff. And, you know, so and it was a bad, it was kind of a bad situation. And I'm like, oh man, you know, <laughs> so yeah, what do you yeah. do? It's really sad when you see that kind of mismatch yeah. between owner and breed that they picked. I was brilliant because I got the most neurotic dog on the planet and I'm the most neurotic human on the planet. So we're just like I didn't tight. Know you, I didn't know you had a border collie. <laughs> no, no. Well, <laughs> a rat terrier. So everything in the world is out to get him and kill him. And I totally. Are get... you kidding? He's supposed to be the one that's out to get everyone else and kill them. It's interesting. A mice. That's what is rat really? terriers do. Interesting. What have I done to him? That I that I that just living with me, he's taken out all of my traits, all of my fears. Oh my gosh, I've ruined him. Yeah. So speaking... he's not brave. He is not oh. brave. Speaking of border collies. Oh, um, oh, here we go. What a segue. All right. <laughs> that this is another breed that may um, and often does inherit very strong working instincts oh, sure. that are bred into the breed. Corral, corral. I must yes, corral. <laughs> I must work, 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 work. Yes. Bless so, the little hearts. <laughs> I, I met a lovely eight week old one this mm-hmm. week who's just beautiful and she is Owned by a family who's never had a dog. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> this is like mismatch week for you then. Oh, dear. Why does he keep doing that stuff? <laughs> so I'm really not sure why they picked this breed. And I don't They're know cute. what the breeder was thinking. He actually came from a sheep farm. Oh, Lord. So his parents. Oh, my goodness. They better get work. some sheep. They better get some sheep. <laughs> And um, so, I mean, the my quandary is, do I say something? Like, they've already had him a week. They're already somewhat emotionally attached, and they've started, you know, of course, yeah. having fun because the puppy's only eight weeks old. And when this when this dog gets to be 15, 16, 18 months old, oh, yeah. all these new adult behaviors that are genetic are going to suddenly emerge, and... Ugh, it might be a disaster. It's interesting. Um, yeah, a relative of mine had a border collie, and they they understood. They were, well, for one thing, they lived kind of out on a farm. So, but they didn't Perfect. have. They, yeah, they didn't have any animals. So they didn't have like you know they just happened to live in a house. But that it was, can be outside, right, away exactly. from the general public, exactly, and exactly. you know get into trouble on its own without really causing real problems. <laughs> without causing, <laughs> having uh, Geico involved. Um, so yeah, but you're right. I mean. I mean, she was funny because she was just she had to be out there doing something at all yes. times and it was funny because when she stopped doing something she was the sweetest you know very very yes. docile chilled out you know but that was between sessions of whatever the hell it was she was doing right so. and so in her mind she was happy because she had a job whatever she was doing out there it was her job and that is what they desperately need i take it accounting so, won't won't put the bells so. i'm really i'm really worried about this four-person family who's never had a dog before getting this dog adequate outlets maybe they can get ducks and they can just sort of herd and corral the ducks well, i think Something. they're going to wind up spending a lot of money on daycare and oh boy. classes which is fine yeah. if, if they can do it and that makes the dog happy sure sure yeah i suppose daycare is nice because then you can go and corral those dogs yeah, you know? <laughs> i know i know and i i did kind of sort of broach the subject about saying well you know, someday when you, you know, have her and you have a party, she's going to try to herd the people and she might be a heel nipper because sure, that's sure. a normal part of herding. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Oh. Yep. I had five kids and was plenty of heel nipping. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> so I, I felt, I feel bad. If it had only been the mom and not the mom and two kids who'd come to the first visit, I'd, oh. have, I'd have said directly to her, 
you might, before you get any more attached to this dog, you should seriously consider if this is the right breed for a family pet. Because you can tell I've already made up my mind Been that down, it's not. Down this road, But that's yeah. only because of other ones I've seen. And everybody's an individual, so she should be, you know, I shouldn't make that assumption because it's not 100% right, predictable. Right, But it's pretty predictable. It's, fun. <laughs> it's funny, my response was, what, were all the Golden Retrievers sold out that week? Why did you... <laughs> Why did you go with this one? Because <laughs> golden retrievers I is what families like yours I need. Know. I don't know. And I partly blame the breeder. Yeah, yeah, mm, absolutely. Because she should know better. It's funny. We wound up at one time, and I think I mentioned this on the show before, with a doodle, a golden doodle. And um, uh, it just wasn't working out. And I could tell that this dog needed to be camping or kayaking or oh. just, yeah, it's just our indoor just lifestyle a, was a not... A very high energy dog. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. And it was like, oh man, I just, it, it, you could tell by week three that it was not going to gel with our lifestyle at all. And luckily we found a young couple who were like, we need a dog we can take camping and hiking. I was like, oh, have Perfect. I got have I got <laughs> someone for you? And so we get updates like ones like, qu- you know, quarterly. And it's always a picture of him with like a sombrero on and he's in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> living the life. That's perfect when yeah. that works out. Oh, yeah. It's it was so very nice. nice. Yeah, I was terrified that it wouldn't. I thought, oh, this right. poor... Because he's a real sweet puppy, but just... I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I go, I have to go to work. <laughs> I can't be home watching this all day long. Yeah. So, yeah. Unlike my rat terrier, who's unconscious from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., <laughs> he just waits for me to come home. <laughs> so, That's good. Yeah, he's a I'm good glad. boy. He's a very good boy, yeah. And, and he's got cats to, like, stare at. You know, he's got all his cats to look at and kind of stew over. He's like, ugh, what are they living here for? So he, he you know, he wrings his hands all day about them. <laughs> it works out well. Any, uh, any speaking of, any cats uh, in your uh, in your rounds yeah, this week? Yeah, so I, I saw a kitty who, um, the owner brought her in because something didn't look right about one of her eyes. Mm. And she was, uh, had been adopted from being a stray um, in the past few months and at her first visit you know everything's normal looks really good and then came back a month later something's really not right about one of those eyes um there's a new i don't know opaque you can't see through it deposit on the lower part of her cornea and then if you look at the iris the colored part of her eye there's some bleeding going on oh geez okay yeah and so um i don't she has uh uveitis that's um inflammation inside the eye okay and one of the most common causes um, in cats that we worry about is toxoplasmosis it's a parasite yeah Yeah. so she's currently getting treated presumptively for that and we're gonna see her again this week do you expect her to potentially be de-eyed at one point (laughs) or is that uh, um because that happened to my boys (laughs) only if it morphed into glaucoma okay yeah okay because I am the king of the one-eyed cats, as yes. you know. <laughs> <I'm> very, uh, <laughs> if they suddenly don't want this one anymore when it only has one eye, <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm open 24-7, 365. <laughs> I'm sure my kids would be overjoyed, uh, of course. And it would yeah, be hilarious yeah. to have three one-eyed cats in the house. Yeah. I would just love that. I would just become this collector of like uh, myopic cats. <laughs> So. You're like the Underground Railroad right. for one That's exactly right. We're here for you. Every all the sure. all the corners are rounded. The, There's nothing. Yeah, the convalescent home for one eyed cats. Right. Which is actually funny because we have uh, my big boy uh, Pete. He's the you know he he. Um, 
his lack of depth perception is extremely noticeable because mm. um, he's been known to actually think that the garbage can lid is closed and then jump, <laughs> and throw himself away, jump into the garbage can. <laughs> I'll just yell, Jamie, get the cat out of the garbage. Someone threw the gar- cat away again. Now, we, we have clinic cats that have perfect vision and do that. So. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. They, they actually just want to see what's in the garbage. He's been known to miss, though. Yeah, right. Well, there's certainly that. I mean, he wasn't upset where he landed, that's for sure. But uh, but he, he tends to miss. Like, he'll jump for the couch, and he'll miss by about a foot. <laughs> So God. it's like, yeah, he's miss. fine. He's got a kind of got a big keister and he doesn't have any control over it. So he just knocks things over all day oh. long. So now we don't set anything on anything anymore. <laughs> all our surfaces are clean. <laughs> so it's great. Well, speaking of one-eyed pets. Yes. <laughs> I love all the segues we're getting in this week. We do this well. I saw um, my patient who is in treatment for blastomycosis for oh, sure. a recheck this week. So he lost an eye after developing glaucoma that wasn't responding to treatment. We took out his eye. We discovered, oh, he's got blastomycosis, sure. a terrible fungal infection right, right. in his eye. And then we took chest x-rays. It's in his lungs. Oh, yeah. He's been on his fluconazole now for three months. Okay. And he, um, his chest is perfectly clear. <gasps> nice. Yay. Success. And so we're rechecking his... Uh, blastomycosis level. Okay. And then uh, once that gets to zero, we'll do one more month of therapy beyond that before we stop. That's great. And um, hopefully he will be cured. It doesn't always go this way, though, does it? No, it doesn't always go this way. (laughs) Uh, Is it a 50-50 or a 60-40? How does that... Oh, uh... he's doing very well. Okay. He's going to make... He's going to be fine. I mean, just overall, I mean, what's the uh, kind of uh, survival rate? If you take a chest... If you've got a sick dog and you take a chest x-ray and the blastomycosis um, spots are all through all lung fields... Sure. That prognosis is far lower than... um, then, uh, you know, if he's just got glaucoma and a few spots in his right, lungs, like right. this dog's. Um, so, so, like, so much yeah. in life, early detection is key. True. Yeah. yeah, true. But they all can present differently. Some dogs with blastomycosis present with a non healing skin wound. It just oh. keeps oozing and oozing, and it won't get better and won't get better and won't get better. And you look at some of the ooze under the microscope and you see the blastomycosis. Okay, so okay. And so it's they can show up in different ways. And again, this is one that they get from uh, snarfing around in like uh, water. The soil bi- around water yeah. is where it lives. So okay. you can inhale it or you can have it um, be a get into you through a puncture wound in the skin. Okay, okay. Yeah. So camping dogs and hiking dogs and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Huh. So um, let's see. Another dog I saw this week... Um, he has a history of biting, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah, and it's gotten worse. Anger management issues. Exactly, yeah. yeah. His biting is not always predictable, right. and um, he was a secondhand dog, and I think they mm. kind of knew about it yeah. You know, when they got him, found out about it shortly after getting him. He, they've had him for, I don't know, at least two years. What breed? Um, he would be some kind of mix. I'm going to say a corgi mix. Oh Um, no, a cute one. Yeah. He's got a massive underbite. Um, (laughs) I love those. His lower teeth, (laughs) lower teeth are extremely visible. Oh my. (laughs) Um, and, uh, anyways, his biting has been getting worse in Mm. recent months now to the point that, um, Mr. had to go get stitches. 
Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Is this a family dog like kids and Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Everyone's been bit a few times, but this bite was worse. Oh geez. Because Mr. had to go to a walking clinic or and I wonder ER what... and get stitches, which means that it's unprovoked, right? I mean it's just like it just happens, huh? Um sometimes it really sounds like that. Like yeah. uh if they have someone come over and yeah. he's all la 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 la, you know, yeah. someone's here, someone's here, and then he settles down. But then as soon as they get up and walk across the room, he'll run over and bite them. Oh, good heavens. Yeah. No, that's, so, yeah. That's tough. So at any rate, um, he we, had to go through a rabies quarantine because oh, sure. when a person has a bite and they go to the doctor, yeah. it has to get reported. Right, and the right. dog has to go through a 10-day rabies quarantine because rabies is still considered uniformly fatal for humans, even sure. though a tiny, tiny, tiny number <laughs> of people have managed to survive it. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, and we decide after many discussions and tears, we decided um, that we all agreed that he had crossed a line and yeah. that he wasn't a safe pet for anyone. And sure. we said goodbye to him at his last visit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So wow. He's gone. Um, was he pretty young or middle aged? Middle aged. Middle aged. Yeah. Middle aged. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, what do you do with that? It's you can either pass the problem on to someone else, and someone else will get bit. Yeah. Um, or you can, you know, fi- go find the mythical <laughs> farm where all difficult dogs go to live <laughs> right, out their days right. in happiness. <laughs> I have yet to find it. <laughs> I've yet to have a client find it. <laughs> I have a feeling like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> it may not so. exist. <laughs> Just, you know. Who wants a biting dog? Anyone? <laughs> right, right. I Sign mean, up, please. At that point, you don't charge them. They charge you. You're like, okay, you can so. pay. I'll take your dog and you pay me $150. So, yeah. The difficult reality of euthanizing and yeah. a, a truly unpredictable, unpredictably aggressive yeah. Slash dangerous dog. Yeah. It's sad it, because it 98% of the time it's a good pet. Right. It's that one or two percent that yeah. truly makes the difference. Well, they're break yeah. yeah, if they're breaking the skin and causing stitches. It's, it's getting worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting yeah, worse. Absolutely. So he unfortunately is one that I just say he wasn't wired right from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Had something in his past possibly too. You know, you don't know we, we it's not like a car where you can do a car fax on them and see what their what their past is like. I mean yeah. if they had a bad owner and something. Right. Was and we all know and, yeah, it's not the dog's fault. Right. But right. that doesn't mean that we can live with it. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I had a uh, we had a cat story like that. This one cat who it wasn't actually overly friendly, but he was fine. But then he would just have his moments where he would just freak out and attack humans. I mean, mm-hmm. and it wasn't mine. I was actually watching him for a friend, but he came over and he like ripped my leg apart. Yikes. I mean, yeah, it was bad. It was a bad scene, and I felt bad because it, you know I was like, well, I gotta tell him, and he he was like, yeah, we got. So we, we took him to the. Well, I'm taking the Humane Society, actually, and, you know, they were like, yeah, this, yeah. They, they, they told us a few days uh, later, they're like, this is not working, this is, this cat has got some, he's got a history, there's, something's <laughs> like, wrong, something's yeah. deeply wrong, and mm-hmm. I knew, I knew what the next steps were going to be, but uh, we were kind of devastated for a few days, I was like, well, geez, I mean, I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, yeah, it's not easy, not no. easy at all, but those yeah. hard decisions, I guess, why we have people like you, Dr. Right. Kelly, to help <laughs> guide us to uh, the, uh, you the know, the inevitable. The inevitable, or at least the the decision that uh, that feels right. 
you know, so that's yeah. a good thing. So. so it was it was sad, but it was, you know, we all kind of came to the agreement that, yeah, this is just what has to happen. I'm I guess so if sorry. I were that uh, uh, mom and dad, I'd be like, all right, let's go shop for a puppy. Right. <laughs> we, can, we can craft and groom from day one, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so there yeah. we go, you know. So on a sort of happier note yeah, um, we'll take it <laughs> yeah i have a uh, a lovely four-year-old large breed kind of german shepherd maybe mix okay. um who um we love to see and her owner a nice young lady brought her in because they thought maybe she was having um dental problems because oh, there were some you know swellings at the back of her jaw mm-hmm. Um, and she just wasn't feeling good. You know, she wasn't eating as much and she wasn't, didn't have as much energy. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I saw her, she definitely had a, a fever, which would make her appetite go way down. Certainly. Yeah. And these swellings at the back of her jaw were her lymph nodes. And oh. all of her lymph nodes externally were swollen. All, oh. all, like all five, eight pairs that I can feel on the outside of the body are all swollen. Oh, and geez. so. I took some samples with a needle from yeah. several of the lymph nodes and sent them to the lab, yeah. and, and it did come back lymphosarcoma. Oh, boy. Yeah, but she, being a young, very wonderful, pleasant dog, uh-huh. um, is going to go through chemotherapy. Oh, my goodness. She will have an excellent chance of going into remission. Ah, okay. And um, dogs who go through chemotherapy the goal is to get them into remission not to cure. be so aggressive that we you know make them sick but get to a cure sure sure meaning they don't get sick yeah okay yeah, they don't absolutely. lose their hair they don't spend days vomiting or feeling horrible after sure. their treatments um but they do have an excellent chance of remission and uh they you know so i i think she'll do great how long does that pers- how long is that round to go then like a couple months or how long yeah you- 12 weeks 12 weeks okay. yeah 12 weeks okay mm-hmm. is that yeah. it's a once a week type of thing you yeah it's a once and- a week type of thing okay. although there are some weeks where it's only a recheck blood work but no actual drug gotcha gotcha yeah, okay. so but chances are she'll do great well fantastic and she'll have some more time and she'll feel better yeah yeah because yeah. you know her her she will have fewer live cancer cells in her body which means she'll feel better yeah absolutely um, so yeah she'll probably do great huh how many how many years can you expect after uh that then i mean how many years yeah i mean is it a full life or is it maybe just no a... it's not a full life okay um so it'll most likely come back at some point and then okay. may or may not respond to a second round gotcha, gotcha um so if she goes into remission um we would hope that she would get like another year and a half or two years gotcha yeah okay That'd be fantastic. Yes. Um, it's kind of cool, just a little brag, but the <laughs> best and most commonly used chemotherapy protocol for dogs with lymphosarcoma is called the Madison Protocol. Hey, <laughs> all right. Go go Big Red. <laughs> Bucky, Bucky all the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have to start uh, doing stomp around in here and shake the whole uh, library. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right. Well, Dr. Kelly, thank you for coming by. We, uh, I, I feel caught up. Yes. You're all like caught up I on my patients now. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> we expect you back here next week. Yes. <laughs> for more, more of the same. All right. It's the Radio Vet with Dr. Kelly on CPO Radio. And uh, we are also available, of course, the show on all of your favorite streaming and podcast platforms. And also look for Dr. Kelly visiting the Jack Henke Show. Once a week, Thursday mornings, around 8.30. 
Not that she would admit that. <laughs> she cringes every time I mention that she's on the Jack Hankey show. You weren't going to say anything. Sorry. <laughs> once, once a year I got to. All right. Take care, everybody. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.